morning, everybody. So glad to see you today. Welcome to Watershed. My name is Drew. If you don't know me, uh, I'm on staff here to kind of help out with the music. Uh, I'm so glad that we get to gather together today as the church. Sundays are a day we get to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Sunday morning, they ran to the tomb. They saw he was gone, which meant he was back to life again. And because of that, we can have new life in Christ. That's a gift to all of us. And that's the invitation. We just sang about it glorious day. Everyone's invited to have the glorious day experience with Jesus, that he can resurrect us and give us new life in him. That's good news. So today, hey, we're going to uh, just greet the people around us. Yesterday, I was at this wildlife park, and I saw these really scary bears, and so our question for the day is, uh, would you rather, would you rather f fight a bear or a shark? Ready to go. Go ahead and say hey to the neighbors around you. Good morning. Um, as a few of you might know, I just got back from a mission trip in Spain, so I just wanted to share a verse that was preached upon while I was down there. Um, it's Philippians 4, verse 5. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Um, the first half of that verse was kind of the part that was mostly preached on while we were down there, but I just wanted to focus in on um, the Lord is near. Um, we're about to sing Another in the Fire, and it's just about the Lord being near you in all of your like trials and tribulations in your life. So um, I would just love if you guys would join me in this song.
so mighty and powerful. So we praise you today. You're our king who was risen from the grave to give us new life in him. And the kingdom is available to us because you've given us the invitation. So God, we lift up these praises to you. We love you so much, Jesus. Amen. Everyone, you can all have a seat. We're going to invite our kids pre-K through second grade to come on up for children's ministry at this time. Okay, let's bow our heads and fold our hands and pray to Jesus. Dear Lord, thank you so much for bringing us here today. Thank you for the rain outside and the beautiful weather we've been having. And help us to open our hearts and ears to hear what you want to show us today. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. Thanks, Tricia. That's my name. <laughs> I was going to say, my name is Aaron. If you don't know me, uh, Pastor Aaron, to others, that's fine. I'm the campus pastor here at Watershed. So um, for those of you that I've known for a long time, uh, good to see you again this morning. For those that are meeting for the first time, good to meet you. Um, glad that we can gather together uh, to worship today. Uh, one of the things that I want to just ministry highlights, this is usually a time where we talk about some things going on in and around Hardawike as a whole. We're one of three campuses here at Hardawike. Celebration and Fusion are right across in what we call the Red Brick Building, or as others would see, is the Big Steeple, right? So, um, but uh, being a part of three communities, not just one, um, provides a lot of different things. This morning, uh, as we kind of send some of the kids off to children's ministry, uh, again, if you're new here, that's one of the things that we have available. Uh, your kids don't have to go if they don't want to go, um, but uh, certainly that's an option during the sermon. Um, gives them a chance to be able to learn kind of on their level. We are looking for one teacher uh, who will serve the first and fourth Sundays, one teacher First and fourth Sundays, third grade through fifth grade. That's one combined class. So third grade through fifth grade, first and fourth Sundays of the month starting at September. Uh, we kind of target that September through May. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to step. You can talk to Becky, our children's ministry director, Becky at heartofwhite.com. Uh, she'd be able to kind of fill you in more. She's been back following shoulder surgery, so don't ask her to raise her hand, please. Um, full rotator cuffs, so, you know, she can get here, I think, you know. But beyond that, you know, don't have her raise her hand and wave at you. Yay! That'll just hurt, and it's mean. So, but if you have a passion for serving, and ki um, serving our children, that's something that you feel led to. I uh, would love to just have you be a part of that team uh, we do that through volunteers, and we just thank everyone. I mean, it takes really, again, a village to do ministry here. So um, the next thing that I want to do is just talk about just, again, kind of partnering with us in giving. Um, one of the ways that we do that is through giving in our offering boxes. Those are kind of spread out. Um, you partner with ministries here that are vast and many, um, everything from what happens here across 
uh, campus on Sunday mornings to stuff going on Wednesday nights and children's ministry, GEMS, cadets, to mission trips and helping support those things, to partnerships in our community. Um, so if that's something that is on your heart, um, you can help us by giving in the boxes. You can go online. There's a kiosk out front. Um, so if you want to partner with us in that way, we certainly appreciate uh, your partnership in the gospel. Uh, that's what we're here for. So uh, with that being said, let's pray and then uh, let's dive into God's word this morning. God, thank you for the chance to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to be out of the rain um, <laughs> for us. Uh, Lord, and at the same time, uh, the minute I say that, my mind is drawn towards folks who truly struggle to be out of the rain, who maybe don't have a safe and secure place to be, Lord, who for whatever reason life has dealt a hand or their situations or even what has been done, um, Lord, has happened. God, I pray for... Um, ministries across our community that try to make sure that there are roofs over people's heads. Um, Lord, that there is uh, meals, there's clothing. Lord, uh, we are so blessed. Lord, I, again, even as I think about an offering, the offering God isn't about trying to guilt ourselves into making you happy, so we give. Lord, truly, it's, it's about saying thank you for what you've given us. Lord, as we've been in this Lord's Prayer series, God, we talked about you providing our daily needs. So many of us have more than our daily needs covered. And so, Lord, today I pray that that just creates in us a spirit of gratitude, uh, thanksgiving, and also just continues to be a spirit of generosity towards our neighbors, towards those we run across in our community, those whom you make aware, our eyes aware of, um, not only within our sphere, but Lord, even globally. Lord, sometimes you put something on our hearts to reach and touch and get connected to communities, as Aaliyah said, in Spain. Um, Lord, for us here at Hardaway, maybe it's through Mika's Lunch and in the Dominican or Honduras and Abundant Life Christian Schools. Lord, or, or it's through our partnership and work with Neighbors Plus. Father, just let generosity um, flow from us. So we truly know that it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a gift to be able to give because when we do, we take part in what you've done and continue to do for us. So, Lord, we thank you. Father, as we come into the Word this morning, um, I'm also reminded and we prayed as a team, Lord, that um, not all of our situations and circumstances are, are great and worthy of thanksgiving at the moment. We may be saying thank you, Lord, for helping me get through another day because I don't know how I'm going to get through this one. Lord, there may be, again, health concerns. We think about all the people in our community that are, are struggling from cancer to hearts that need to be replaced, kidneys that need to be restored, to, Lord, mourning deaths and losses. Father, we come into this space we talked about that, we, we get to actually, we can talk to you and, and, and put our needs before you. That you're a God who isn't concerned with us cleaning up our prayers before we talk to you. You just want us to talk to you. God, and in that we know, again, you're going to meet what we need. 
And I pray that this morning for those who are struggling, for those who are feeling lonely or isolated, who are dealing with depression and, or anxiety. Father, may you be a strength. May you be the one who's in that fire with us, because that, that is the truth. And Lord, we're going to talk about that this morning. And so I pray just as we dive into the prayer, Jesus, you have taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer. Lord, again, remind us it's not a mantra to pray to make you happy, but it's a model for us, a model for how to write our hearts and our heads and and, and how to talk with you and, and what we can even expect from you. So Lord, through your scriptures today, speak. Through my mouth, God, I humbly ask, speak. Lord, I can't do this on my own. And we can't hear your wisdom without your help. So Holy Spirit, move in this place. Move in this time. God, you are good. We love you. We praise you. In your name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. So I was thinking about the section of the Lord's Prayer we're talking about today. We'll get to it in one second. But I went down the route of looking at memes. Any of you ever do that? Uh, Here's the first one I got to see. Trip over, own feet, look spastic, awkwardly fall downstairs. Yes, no one saw. Anybody? Yeah, I did it outside the red brick building, walking into the offices one day, and I was like, oh man, I'm feeling old. This isn't supposed to happen, right? Or how about this one? Oh, look, a penny when someone does actually see you fall on your face. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Penny, we make excuses. Or, of course, let's look at our our great and friendly minions. We got to have a little Kevin here. I didn't trip. The floor looks sad, so I thought it needed a hug. Or how about Dave and Stuart? Did you just fall? No, I attacked the floor. Right? (laughs) Goes, brings me to my... One of my favorite, I will confess that this morning, one of my favorite Disney characters, Goofy. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, okay, and then I'm going to leave that alone. And maybe it's because I feel a little goofy. I, you know, like, but there's something about Goofy, and even like later in the Goof Troop and the movies and things like that, as he had his own son, Max, and there was something about Goofy that always, like, I, I, it just hit me. It, it made me feel okay in my own skin because Goofy seemed to be okay in his own skin, right? Like for all of the, the, the dumb things he did, for all the mistakes, the missteps, for all the silliness, he seemed to always like in humility be okay with who he was. He didn't have to posture, you know, before others. He never needed to pretend he was something else. He didn't need to, you know, just put on a face. He just was goofy. As I think about that this morning, I think that that's actually one of the gifts the gospel gives us. Now, yes, you just heard me say that. It allows you to go be goofy. No, I'm just... (laughs) But the gospel gives us, the good news of Jesus gives us the ability to laugh at ourselves. Right, last week we talked about forgiveness. God, forgive me as I forgive others. When we talk about forgiveness, there there comes, and we're going to talk about this today, a humility in our life, doesn't it? Right, we recognize we are not the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
we all may have a little goofy in us. Right? Sometimes on accident, sometimes even a little bit on purpose. But the good news of the gospel allows us to not have to take ourselves so serious. It allows us to breathe, not pretend. It allows us to not have to posture, but to be who we are. And in the face of sin, in the face of needing forgiveness, this part of the prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but to deliver us from evil, deliver us from the evil one, is a prayer not only of humility, allowing us to look at ourselves honestly in the mirror, not have to pander, not have to posture, not have to pretend, to go, yeah, there's plenty in my life that needs forgiveness, that needs God's grace. There's plenty in my life that, that's a little silly, that, that isn't the way always that it's supposed to be. But God in you, man, it's you I'm, I rely. And so it's not just a prayer of humility, it's a prayer for strength this morning. In the face of sin, in the face of the things that make us look silly, it's in the face of the things that make us want to pretend, in the face of things that make us want to hide, make us want to put on a whole different face so that somehow people like, like us. But in the midst, Jesus says, no, no, no. In the face of sin, in face of evil, in face of the things that aren't right in our lives, I'm going to invite you not just to say, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm going to invite you to keep humbling yourself under my hand so I can lift you up. In order to talk about this, we're going to go to a, uh, the catechism. We did this a few, maybe about a month and a half or so for another part of uh, the Lord's Prayer, the Heidelberg Catechism, a German kind of teaching on faith that we have as Reformed churches. It's part of our heritage. Um, but it writes this question and answer that today is, I mean, the words are very much like a prayer. Uh, and the question it asks is this, what does the sixth petition, today's petition, mean? And it says this, and do not bring us into the time of trial. So it's a different kind of word, uh, wording, right? Do not bring us into the time of trial. Do not lead us into temptation, but rescue us from the evil one means. By ourselves, we are too weak to hold our own even for a moment. By ourselves, we are too weak to hold our own even for a moment. And our sworn enemies, right? Jesus reminds us today, we have an enemy, the evil one, and all of his evil in the world. Our sworn enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh never stop attacking us. Right? It's a prayer of humility. The devil, the world, our flesh never stop attacking us. Right? Sometimes we can't get out of our own way. When Jesus was in the garden, getting ready to be crucified for our sins so that we would be forgiven, right? He goes and he prays, and we know that, that the trial of the cross was enough to cause him to, to weep tears of blood, to say, Lord, if it be your will, take this from me, right? But in the midst of his trial, what does he do? He prays. And what does he say to his disciples? 
He says this, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but what? The flesh is weak. God who created us knows. The flesh is weak. Our spirit, man, we want something else. We want to do something else. But man, it, it, we give in to sin. Sin is a, a greater enemy, has greater power than we ourselves in and of ourselves have. Paul would say this in Romans 7. He says, you know, I, I do what I don't want to do. I don't do what I do want to do. And in verse 21, he says this. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. How many of you have ever seen, you know, like the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other, and they're, they got the same face, and they're usually you, and come on, man, you can do it. No, right? right? Evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. How I mean, let's be honest, right? If we actually thought the best in people, and even of ourselves, we, we want to do the best most of the time, right? And the majority of people, let's be honest, are just trying to do the best that we can. Amen? But I can't always do what I know to be death, be best. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another work, uh, another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind, making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. And he says, what a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Peter, when he talks to the church that's suffering under trial and persecution, see, oftentimes in our trials, see, God is one who isn't afraid to allow us to undergo trials because, by the way, he's rooting for us. He's not rooting against us. The trial is to see whether or not we have faith. We will trust him. We will lean on him. We will, we will, we will put our hope and, and our strength in him and yet attest the devil in that same trial may go, hey, let me tempt you to walk away. Let me tempt you not to rely on the one who can give you strength. Let me tempt you to, to rely on yourself and you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you can do it. Right? Peter talks to the people and he says, man, humble yourselves. This is the reality. Whether we're facing a test in our lives that will prove our faith or, or whether we're being tempted, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast your anxiety, your worries on him for he cares for you. Right? How often in our worries, our anxieties, do we behave the best way? We make the best choices. Not often. We oftentimes respond. Peter goes on to say, be alert and of sober mind, right? Keep your head. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. Right? Forgive, not just forgive us, but Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Eugene Peterson translates this, or actually, let me do this first. <laughs> the devil, the flesh, the world. We heard that in catechism. John Mark Comer writes about this in the book, Live No Lies. 
But how often the devil, right, who's prowling there, ever since the beginning even in Genesis, uh, after Adam and Eve sin, Cain and Abel come, and, and Cain's getting ready. He's getting really spicy. He's getting a little heated, right? He's going to go after his brother Abel because Abel's sacrifices were pleasing to God. Cain's weren't, and Cain just can't seem to understand why. So instead of going to God, what does he end up doing? He wants to kill his brother, and God says, hey, wait, watch out. Sin is lurking. It's crouching. You're going to need to resist him. Same thing in First Peter we hear, right? Whether it's the devil within us, right? The devil moving around us, the devil that's twisting, right? That's what we're a part of. That's the world in which we live. The evil one twists, distorts, puts deceptive ideas in our minds and in our hearts. He leads to manipulate us just like in the garden in Genesis 3. Well, didn't God say, right? He puts words into God's word. Did he really say this? Are you sure? But don't you want to? And then what, what does he do? The deceptive ideas oftentimes feed on disordered desires that are within us. They feed on things that we're thinking. He manipulates. He looks at our greatest weakness and he preys on it. He looks at our greatest fears. And the devil capitalizes on them. And this prayer of humility, Lord, lead us not into temptation in the time of trial. Lead us not into the hands of the devil or even into ourselves. We recognize that, listen, the devil is good at what he could do and does do. By the way, if we could have beaten him, if you and I could have defeated him, Jesus wasn't necessary. The cross and the resurrection weren't needed. So if you think that you can stand... This is why Peter says, humble yourself under God's mighty hand. If you think you can stand on your own against the devil's scheme, oh, guess what, folks? We are wrong. And Jesus is saying, you're wrong. It's a prayer of humility. It's not only that, we live in a world that normalizes evil. Normalizes the deceptive ideas that we live by normalizes the false truths. Eugene Peterson, now I can get to that. (laughs) As he translates this verse, he says, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. How many of you sometimes just need to be kept safe some days from yourself? (laughs) Goofy needed to get out of his own way many times. I know there's a lot of times I need to get out of mine. To pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil is a prayer of humility. I can't fight, God, the devil and his schemes and the world and my flesh. and I I can't fight and I can't win on my own. So, Lord, I need you to deliver me. In that, the words of the catechism continue, and I just want to direct our our minds and our attentions to this. And it says this, And so, Lord, uphold us. Make us strong with the strength of your Holy Spirit, so that we may not go down to defeat in this spiritual struggle, but may firmly resist our enemies until we finally win the victory. 
And not only is this prayer a prayer of humility, but it's a prayer for strength. Jesus says, even though you can't, I can. Right? The good news of the gospel is even though we succumb to sin, he didn't. Even in his greatest trial, he went to a cross. And in his resurrection power, we have power. It's not that we go looking for it. Trust me, sin finds you, right? Or you find it. Uh, sometimes I find it more than it finds me. But Jesus says, no matter what happens and you face, whatever it is you're facing, it's in my strength that you can overcome. Paul writes this in Ephesians. He says, so finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle, right? Isn't against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That Romans 7 passage, right, where Paul just said, but who will save me? What a wretched man am I? Who will save me? The next verse, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. First Peter 5, some of the verses we just read right after those, starting in verse 10, in the God of all grace, right, who gives us everything that we need and so much more than we ever deserve. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ. See, that's what he's fighting for. Our eternity. After you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you. And what? Make you strong, firm, and steadfast. As much as Peter says, resist, hold your ground, right? Stand firm. Who does he say, who does he say, gives us the ability. God. He will restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Why? Because to him be the power forever and ever. Amen. If you're around here long enough, watershed, you're going to know by now this is one of my, fav my faves, <laughs> my favorite passages of Scripture. Something that I rely on. But Hebrews 4. Therefore, since we have such a great high priest who ascended into heaven, when we do baptisms here, that's one of the things when we, we talk about this French Reformed liturgy, we say in the liturgy that Jesus has ascended to heaven, the right hand of God, so he can intercede on our behalfs. He has our back. This is where it comes from. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we, we profess. For we don't have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. And yet he did not sin. So let us then approach God's throne of grace with what? Confidence. Right? Jesus, when he says, he invites us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He's already thinking with the resurrection in mind. It hasn't happened, but he knows it will. He's saying, oh man, come to my throne with confidence. 
friends, brothers, sisters, right? Come to my, my throne with confidence. Why? So then you can receive the mercy and find the grace to help you in your time of need. And Jesus invites us to pray. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It's not only a prayer of humility. It says, I can't, God, you can. But it also goes, because you can, give me the ability to. I can't, you can, but Lord, give me the ability to. The New Living Translation says, don't let us yield to temptation. God, don't let us give in but rescue us from the evil one. What does this sixth petition mean? It means this, do not bring us into the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. It means this. I'm going to ask you to do something a little different. I'm going to ask you to pray these words out loud with me so that maybe these words can be a little bit of your own, and then I'll continue in prayer. But let's say these words together. By ourselves... We are too weak to hold our own even for a moment. And our sworn enemies, the devil, the world, and our own flesh never stop attacking us. And so, Lord, uphold us and make us strong with the strength of your Holy Spirit so that we may not go down to defeat in this spiritual struggle, but may firmly resist our enemies until we finally win the victory. God, may these words this morning truly be ours. Lord, you never intend to have us pray these words of asking for forgiveness and then saying, Lord, we're weak, to somehow take our feet out from us. If we think that, then we don't understand what you're doing. Lord, today help us understand what you're doing. That you're actually trying to put your feet and our feet back underneath us. You're trying to actually give us a firm foundation on which to stand. So Lord, today help us yield to the truth. God, that we, we can't do this on our own. We can't do this of our own power. We never could. Otherwise, God, your sacrifice, Jesus, was never necessary. But you understand what we couldn't and did what only you could do. So Lord, help us to be humble. Help us to learn and to laugh a little bit, not take ourselves so serious, not strive for self-righteousness but Lord, rest in yours. To come to your throne with confidence and ask for strength. As we're humbled, help us to rely on you, to, to humble ourselves underneath your hands so why? You can lift us up. Because yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Lord, whether it's the devil speaking in our ears, twisting, distorting, manipulating, whether it's our flesh, some of the disordered desires of our lives, whether it's the things that have become normalized in society. Lord, help us to stand on a solid foundation that is you 
resting underneath the shadow of your wings and your strength. So again, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. In your name we pray, and all God's children said, amen. We've got a song of response for our morning. It's just a, a, a song that we've been kind of singing throughout this series. It's sort of a theme song for us just to internalize the words of the Lord's Prayer so we can draw on them, just to let them land in our hearts, that we can use them as we pray, uh, as we speak to God. So we just invite you to stand together as we sing this one, the Lord's Prayer.
readjust. All right. <laughs> Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And here's the thing. When we humble ourselves under God's hand, he will lift us up. I don't know about you, I don't pray this prayer often in the day. I rely on myself way too much. I rely on my strength. I rely on my capacities. I rely on my brain to grow and become something. And yet, I think God humbled me and can, continues to humble me and say, you can't do it without me, Aaron. I'm the one who will help you. And that's the truth for all of us. We have a good and a great God. Amen? So go with the knowledge that when we humble ourselves, God will lift us and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. And the Lord smile upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all God's children said, amen. Go in God's peace. If you don't mind making sacks of two and three chairs, that would help us out as well. Otherwise, feel free to hang around and chat. <laughs>